Yo, 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 welcome and welcome back, my pupils. Right now, you're listening to the Artistic Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Dorian, with three eyes, aka D O R I I I O N. And you can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that. Today, I'm going to do, take the opportunity to, you know, talk a little bit more about myself and who I am to give you a greater context of who is Dorian. Before I even jump into that, I want to, you know, apologize for anyone who is an artist out there who's come to this podcast for any hopes of getting anything, any insight or information in regards to the art world. This podcast, um, by nature, is about being a creative, about being an artist and just the art world in general. But, you know, the first few episodes of this podcast, maybe the entire first season, is not so much about art, but more so about the perspective that I think is required in order to be a successful artist. And I don't mean success as in um, gathering or acquiring a whole lot of money based off of what you put out there. I mean successful in the terms of being uh, pleased with the results that you get and being happy as a creative in your craft. Apart from from money, I mean just a happiness factor. I believe that a lot of things that I've been talking about for the past couple of days has been, you know, the perspective shift that I think is needed, that I think is required to obtain that success. So sure, you know, I will be talking more and more and more about art because that is the whole reason that I started this podcast. But before we can get into the action, we have to talk about the theory. You know, that's what school was all about. Before you can go home and do the assignments, you need to first understand what the fuck you was working on. So before I start talking about being an artist and putting yourself out there and all of these nuances when it comes to navigating the art world, I need to give you the perspective that I think is needed in order to even take on that goal, take on that task in the first place. So forgive me that the first couple of audio content hasn't necessarily been solely about art and creation, but I do believe all artists and creatives can extract value from what I'm saying. Alright, now that I got that out the way, let's talk about um, the overall theme of this episode, which would be humility, you know, self-awareness. Now, last weekend, uh, a particular young lady who has never interacted with me, ever, um, followed me on Instagram and what I do with not all my followers but I try to reach every single one of them is whenever I get a new follower I go I, I, I DM them I message them and I tell them how grateful I am for them supporting me in my artistic endeavors because you know think about that for a minute before I even go you know deeper into that I have enough humility to reach out 
to everyone who follows me and I have enough humility to reach out to reach out to them and tell them how grateful I am for them following me in the first place. I have enough humility to let them know that I see them, that I'm aware of them, and that I am grateful for their support. If you go follow, you know, other people, nine times out of ten, they won't even acknowledge the fact that you followed them. You know? So what I did to, you know, change that, what I did to help make myself different in that aspect is that I do reach out to people because I, I'm, you know, genuinely grateful that someone has taken the time out of their day to support whatever it is that I deem as valuable. I, I, I'm grateful for people who are taking the time out of their day to support my passions because I understand that they don't have to do that you don't have to support me you don't have to take time out of your day and enjoy the artworks that I put out but you chose to do so on your own will and to that I am extremely grateful that takes humility right but this young lady that I mentioned she followed me and I told her that I'm grateful for her following me but Here's what I say, okay? I, t I said that word for word, what I said was, thank you so much for becoming a pupil and supporting me in my endeavors. Well, maybe not word for word, I'm not quite sure, but I did say, thank you so much for becoming a pupil. You know, I say this constantly to people. Now, before I go deeper into that, why do I call people pupils? Well, first of all, it's a play on the word people. You know, like I start every podcast with, yo, 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 what's up, my people? But I've changed people into pupil. Why is that? Well, beyond just the play of words on people and pupil, it's another play on words on the whole I thing that I have going on here. If you listen to my podcast long enough, you know that one of the major pillar points that I have is the importance of having the right perspective. In fact, I started this episode off with how I'm doing all of these episodes, not necessarily about art, but about having the perspective to have the courage to go and pursue that dream of yours, to pursue that art form, right? So a lot of what I'm talking about has to deal with perspective, having the right perspective. Even if we're just talking about looking at art, we can be looking at the same piece of art, but come to completely different conclusions about what this art means due to having varying perspectives. So as an artist and as a, an appreciator of art, understand how important perspective plays a role in the overall message. I understand how important perspective is overall when it comes to, you know, understanding something or coming to a meaning or conclusion about something right you need to have perspective so because my main focus or one of my main focuses is talking about perspective I think it only makes sense to be connect everything back to the eye the main body part that perceives things right now you might argue it would be more uh, 
in my brand to call people irises, right? Because it starts with the I. But I say pupil because the pupil is actually the thing that sees within the eye. You know, like we have something that's valuable, which is the eye. And then we have something that, is, that makes that valuable thing valuable, right? Which is the pupil. The eye is only functional due to the pupil. The, pu- the pupil is what perceives things. And so that's why I call people pupils because I'm trying to connect this all to the importance of perspective. Now, pupil by literal definition in the dictionary means student. Means you're a student, right? Now, I don't come on here and I call everyone pupils because I think that I'm a great teacher and you're a student. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm not I'm not trying to teach you anything. But if you do want to get technical, I am giving you my perspective. And so I am teaching you my own personal philosophy. Whether or not you agree with what I'm saying is an entirely different conversation. But just the fact remains, I am in some way, shape, or form teaching you the, philo- the philosophy of Dorian. I am in some way, shape, or form teaching you about how I see things. But again, I am not approaching this as if I'm a teacher and you're a student. That's not why I'm calling everyone pupils. So don't misconstrue that. I'm calling you pupils because I want you to understand how important your pupils are. I need need you to understand how important what you see is. I need you to understand that your perspective shapes the story. Not everyone's story, but it shapes how you see the story. It, it, It shapes the meaning of that story. And so... That's why I call you guys pupil. Not because I'm sitting on a high horse and feel as though I am superior. As a matter of fact, another reason why I call people, especially on my social media accounts, pupils and not followers is because I've always hated the term follower. Okay? Before I knew what Instagram was, before I even had an Instagram People with, uh, you know, people around me. All right, first and foremost, I'm not really that uh, social, believe it or not. So I was actually slow when it came to getting on the social media platforms. Like, it took me forever to even create a, uh, an Instagram. So, you know, just knowing that. I approach things very differently. So, anyways, before I even had an Instagram or really even knew what it was, my friends in my real life, day-to-day, you know, interactions would make jokes about uh, about the terminology that Instagram uses. They would say things like, Oh, you my follower. You my follower. What they were trying to say was, is we have this little saying in the urban community, uh, especially in New York, if I'm not mistaken, where we say we're sunning someone. You, you the son of me. You're the son of me. Basically, what that means is, is I do something and then you do something after me, you know, 
because of inspiration or what have you, and because I'm the one that inspired you to do that thing, you became my son. I fathered you, in a way. It's just a play of words. It's just you know, an ego thing. It's just it's just a joke. It's an it's an egotistical joke. That's all it is, right? But people will stop saying sunning you and start changing it to followers. They will start saying you're my follower. You're my follower. This, that, and the third. But they only said this due to follower becoming a, a word, like due to follower meaning something thanks to Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Now, I, being the person that I am, will always hate hearing that term follower. You're my follower. You're my follower. Although I understand what they're saying and why they're saying it. In that they're not, you know, exactly 100% serious. It didn't sit right with me, with you, you know, in your head thinking, I'm following you. I don't follow anyone but my damn self. That's for sure. That's for sure. I don't care where the crowd is going or who that crowd is. I would rather follow my damn self than to follow a crowd that doesn't even know where the fuck they're going. Especially if I think they're going in the wrong direction. Now, I know that might not sound all that humble, but I I have enough humility to understand that about myself and admit that. I don't think of myself as a follower. I think of myself as my own follower and as my own leader. And I would encourage everyone else to view themselves as that. I was never the type to idolize celebrities and, you know, watch TMZ and read all the tabloids and invest myself too much into other people's lives because I never seen them as something worth following. Again, that doesn't sound all that humble, but it's because of how I view myself in regards to everyone else. Not that I think that I'm better than everyone else, but I do believe I have enough strength and resolution within myself to follow myself. I believe in myself enough to become my own leader. That's the main point that I'm trying to make here. And I want everyone else to be their own leader too. I don't get on here and speak all of these words in hopes that you follow me. The the sole reason I come on here is because I want you to see for yourself how much you're in control. How much you're in control of your own destiny. That's the point that I'm trying to make. But I do understand that that point will be lost and misunderstood by many. And that's okay. If I can reach one out of a hundred, that's fine with me. But again, I have enough humility to go through that. So anyways, point is, I told her that I'm thankful for her for becoming a pupil. For watching me along this journey. For paying attention with her own pupils. To the artworks that I've created. I thanked her for that. Out of humility. And she goes on to tell me. She prefers the term follower. And she feels as though. Pupil is one sided. And I'm not teaching her anything. She's not my student. And that to that I have a complete empathy towards. Which I expressed that to her. I said you know that's okay. You know we see things differently. Again perspective. We see things differently, you know, you like the word follower, but let me explain to you why I use the, word, the term pupil. 
and I broke it down to her. The same thing that I broke down to you, I broke down to her, just with less words. She she understood my explanation. She understood my reasoning, and you know left it at that. So, once we came to some middle ground, I threw in a little pun, a little joke that was not meant to be taken seriously or literally. It was just a joke playing on the whole thing that I'm talking about here. What I said to her was, you know, after we came to an agreement, of course, what I said to her was, I guess it really does just come to how you see things. I guess it really is just a matter of perspective. No, no, no. What I said was, I guess it really is. I guess it all depends on how you look at it. That's what I said. I guess it all depends on how you look at it. And I put look in quotation marks because it's a pun. It's a joke. We're talking about look. We're talking about eyes. We're talking about perspective. This all ties into the same thing. But she missed the joke, and I think she took it seriously. So she followed up with, um, okay, no need to be arrogant. You're just an Instagram account. And then I responded, no, 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 I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. Right? So, um, basically, that conversation ended with us having completely different understandings and she ended up going back to uh, the fact that I called her a quote unquote pupil and said that the moment I said that it set the tone for the rest of the conversation and she was automatically turned off by who I was she thought that I was arrogant and positioning myself to be greater than I am you know I, I, I realized that it doesn't matter what I say that first impression already killed the vibe. And you know, that's you know, that's another thing talking about first impressions. First impressions really are important, but that's a whole different conversation. Let's not get too deep into that. I realized that because my first impression rubbed her so wrongly, there will probably never be a point where she understands or has the same perspective as me. So I just let it be. I wished her the best. I told her I wished her the best. And then I let her go. She unfollowed me. You know, the same day she followed me (laughs) is the same day she unfollowed me. The same day she became aware of me is the same day she just erased me from existence in her mind, right? And I'm okay with that because I understand, you know, I understand the whole thing around it. The whole whole reasoning behind it. And I say all that to say that... It really is a matter of perspective. That entire interaction could have been avoided had we just came to the conclusion that we have different perspectives on the word pupil, right? Or words in general. But that wasn't enough to deter me from staying in my truth and standing in my truth. I use that word very deliberately. I've, I've chosen that word intentionally. And I'm not going to let someone who has the wrong perspective and misconceptions change my story. You understand what I'm saying? I created this story and I did it purposefully. 
Now, whether or not you understand that story is neither here nor there. If you don't understand that story, that's okay. I'm very sorry that you don't. And I really, 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 really wish you did understand that story. But if you don't, that's okay too. Because I understand that this story isn't for everyone. You will get your story. You will understand someone's story. That's fine. It wasn't me. I'm humble enough to admit that. But why do I talk about all this today? Beyond just stressing the importance of perspective. Well, what I really wanted to talk about was what she said to me that has really gotten under my skin because it's so contrary from the truth. And that's the fact that she called me arrogant. Now, it didn't necessarily bother me because she called me arrogant because one, I know for a fact this person doesn't have an idea who I am. You know, I've already talked about the opinions of others. You should go check out that episode right there. I don't give a fuck what this person thinks of me because I understand she doesn't even know me. So it's hard for me to value the opinion and perspective of someone about me who doesn't know jack shit about me. You don't fucking know me. So why would I ever care what you think about me, right? But at the same time, at the same time that I don't care what this person thinks about me, I equally care what the narrative about me is. Now, I'm on a I'm on a quest and journey to create my own narrative and put it out there. But you never know what interaction with someone um, might alter that narrative. Like you never know what words you may say to someone, and that someone ends up being a, a particular powerful someone. And next thing you know, they're saying you know completely untrue things about you. Which kind of hinders you from putting out the correct narrative about yourself. Now, I don't think she's going to go out there and badmouth me. But I would like to take this opportunity to jump on that before she does. I'm not arrogant. I'm humble as fuck. Like, I'm not doing anything with the perception that I am greater than thou. I genuinely believe I am just like you, whoever you are. I understand, sure, we may have different struggles and, you know, our lives have come to, you know, different arenas, a.k.a. we've gone through different shit. But I don't think that I'm all that much different from you. I think that the things that I'm out here doing, you have the ability to do too, just in your own way. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, in the middle with things. Like, I think I'm special in the fact that no one else on this planet is me. But I think I'm ordinary in the fact that I'm just another human being. You know, I'm just another millennium living through this time. I'm just another artist, you know, living through this time. So, in many ways, I am and aren't. But, regardless, I know myself. I have enough self-awareness to know 
in what areas I might be more humble in than others. I have enough awareness to know in what areas I might be more quote unquote arrogant in than others. Sure, you can say I'm arrogant if you want, but I'm arrogant in things that regards to my own perspective. Like I'm arrogant enough to believe that I actually have something of value to offer to the world. Like I genuinely believe I have enough <laughs> uh self-importance within myself at least to think that I have something valuable to offer to the world. But I have enough humility to know that that doesn't mean that the world is going to give a fuck. I have enough humility to know that I might not succeed in that uh, endeavor of trying to make the world a better place. So my arrogance is backed with practicality. But I'm not arrogant in the fact that I think that I'm better than anyone. As a matter of fact, I come from very humble beginnings. And that's another reason why I've taken the opportunity to talk about this because it's going to give me another chance to let you know who I am. Dorian is humble. Dorian is very humble. Dorian has come from a humble beginning that even if Dorian didn't want to be humble, he is forced to be humble because of the shit that he had to go through and will probably continue going through later on in life. You need to understand who I am. At the time of this podcast, I am a 21-year-old African-American male growing up in America. You understand what that means? If you're an American, you probably understand what that means. If you're a black American, you definitely fucking understand what that means. And that means I don't have a choice but to, be, but to be seen as fucking humble. You understand? I don't have a choice but to be humble in my actions. Because no matter what it is that I do, being a black man in America, I'm going to be seen in a negative light. Period. I could be out here trying my hardest to make the world a better place. Just the fact that I'm a black young man living in America, you're going to think I'm fucking arrogant. You're going to think I have a a, a fucking uh, selfish, deeper goal to what I'm doing. You're going to think that I have some false sense of importance when that's further from the truth. You need, you need to understand that just who I am as a person, the, the, the cards were stacked against me the moment I was born. But no, it gets deeper than that. I'm going to show you how, how deep this humility actually goes. Because this humility isn't something that I, I chose. Like I said, I was forced into this humility. So to be called arrogant is pretty fucking disrespectful and a slap to my face and a, and a slap to my experience. I was born in one of the roughest neighborhoods in America. At least at that time it was. I was born in the south side of Chicago in the 90s. Again, if you're American, you probably understand what that means. If you're a black American, you probably definitely understand what that means. If you're from Chicago or have ever lived in Chicago for a certain amount of years, and you damn sure know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. 
But for those of you who don't, Southside Chicago, especially in the 90s, is a real rough neighborhood to grow up in. And I'm talking about rough. I'm talking about you couldn't even wear your hat, your hat sideways without becoming a target to death. Literally. Like, we understand the whole fashion of wearing your cap sideways or backwards or tilted or whatever, right? Like, that's a fashion statement, right? Not in Chicago. Chicago, that's more than fashion. In Chicago, that's a symbol. Chicago, if you wear your hat to the sideways, that automatically means you're in a gang. You're a gang maker. That means you sell drugs, have a gun, do all this, this, that, and the third. All this crazy outlandish shit. That's what that means in street culture, at least in the 90s, having your hat to the sideways, right? So that paints a picture of the type of environment that I grew up in. I couldn't even wear certain colors in particular neighborhoods. I couldn't even wear hats the way that I wanted to in particular neighborhoods because the moment that I did, I knew that I would be approached by certain people with the intentions of being harmed. You understand what I'm saying? I couldn't, with the environment that I come from, I couldn't even fully express myself the way that I wanted to without having to think about how this may or may not hurt me, about how this may or may not take my life away. That's some real humble fucking beginnings. But that's not over. That's not that's not it. The humility goes even deeper. I was born on April 17th, 1999. Right? My father died just a few months before that. You understand? My father was shot in the head. We're on the streets by a police officer. And all of this happened while my mother was still pregnant with me, while I was still in her stomach. I didn't even get a chance to hear my own voice. I didn't even get a chance to hear my father's voice ever. I don't even know what that man sounded like. And the one picture I've ever seen him Is in a fucking obituary. Or not the obituary, because that's a newspaper, right? The uh the little pamphlets that you get out at a funeral. And even that had literally one picture. So I damn near don't even know what he looked like. Now I understand this is a common story for Americans, right, with like 70% of households, at least at the time that I'm doing this podcast, 70% of households in America are without fathers. So I'm not saying this as as though I'm the minority and I experience something that many others don't experience. But I'm just trying to paint the picture of my humble beginnings. I didn't even have a father in my life from the beginning. I never even heard that man's voice. 
I don't even know what the fuck he looked like. I seen him one time, and that was from a fucking funeral picture. I had to sit and watch my mother in tears growing up because of the hardships that she had to go through on her own. I watched her work two jobs, multiple jobs at once. I seen her push herself all the way through college and get her degree while still having to take care of me and go to work. So talk about some humble fucking beginnings. But I'm not getting on here to be like, woe is me and throw me a pity party. As a matter of fact, I'm quite grateful for my upbringing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of times I sit and I think and wonder about the things that I've probably missed out on growing up. But I have enough awareness to understand that who I am today is only due to all of that shit that I've been through. Now, that takes humility and self-awareness. But I understand I'm not I'm not saying I had it. Oh, so hard and terrible. As a matter of fact, my mother had it even worse than I did. But this isn't a story about her. Maybe I'll talk about her in a different conversation. But point is, is I'm very familiar with humble beginnings. When I was growing up as a child, I would watch like these little infomercials on a TV. And they will always throw these statistics at you about how those who are born without fathers are much more likely to become a quote-unquote statistic. What do I mean by that? What they're saying is those who are born without fathers are more likely to end up either dead or in jail. At the time of this podcast, neither of those has happened. So, I think I'm doing quite well. And actually, in 1999, um, for, for those of you who don't know who that is, DHHS is the Department of Health and Human Services. So, in 1999, a.k.a. the year I was born, DHS went out and said that um I don't know they they was throwing some numbers around where fatherless boys and girls are twice as likely to drop out of high school, twice as likely to end up in jail, and four times more likely to need help or to need help for emotional or behavioral problems, right? The fact that I haven't gone through any of these and, you know, sometimes I may need some emotional um, help, but I think everyone does. So I'm not even quite sure what they mean by that. But anyways, I think it's safe to say that since I beat those statistics, I have a very uh, strong will to myself or a strong state of mind. And I can't put it all on myself. You know, my mother is a very strong, independent woman. 
who has helped me through like who, who has given me the right tools and perspectives to navigate these hardships that I, you know, have gone through and continue to go through. But it takes a certain amount of self-awareness and humility to even get yourself there. What's my point of even saying all of this? My point is that the moment I was born, the moment I was popped into this fucking world, everyone's pointing their fingers at me, basically, and telling me that I wouldn't amount to shit. The moment I was fucking born, people telling me that I wouldn't be shit, that I was more likely to be nothing, to either be dead or in someone's jail cell. And so, because I didn't do that, I think it's something worth mentioning. I think it's worth mentioning that perspective of the situation that you're in and humility does play a particular role. I'm not arrogant. I just know who the fuck I am and all the shit that I've been through. I have enough self-awareness and confidence in myself to understand that all of my hardships will be overcome. I'm not arrogant. I'm confident. I understand that anything you throw at me, I will crush that shit. Period. My obstacles, and I mean all of them, all of my obstacles are perishable. And as a matter of fact, all my obstacles will perish. But I don't say that out of arrogance. I don't say that because I feel like I'm superior than you. It's because I have confidence in myself. It's because I'm my own leader. Confidence and arrogance are two completely different things. I'm not overconfident. As a matter of fact, <laughs> given the situation that I've been given, I think overconfidence will probably help you in some way, shape, or form. But I'm not overconfident. I'm very realistical, realistic and practical. But I am confident. I'm not arrogant, I'm confident. I know my story. I know what I'm capable of. I'm self-aware. <laughs>